Hey, pals. Welcome to Team Up Moves. I'm Fiona. Today, we have a continuation of our actual play of Sentinel Comics from Greater Than Games and Critical Hits Studios. Before we get into the show, I want to remind you that we've got a mailing list that you can subscribe to by going to teamupmoves.com and putting in your email address. We'll send you a little something in that week off between runs just to make sure you still remember us, let you in on a little bit of new Arcadia lore and other comic book and superhero things that Steph and I are up to. Stephanie is playing the armored science hero Monomer, and she is joined by Cece Mancuso playing Horatio Timekeeper Holm and Ian Gregory playing weird sister Ursula from Macbeth. When we left off, Horatio was standing bravely in the face of a raging volcano and a raging supervillain who wanted to become regent of said volcano. But he was able to use his remote viewing to catch a glimpse of the strange device that's brought this volcano forward in time. And on top of that device was a note written in his own handwriting. As for what else is going on, Stephanie is about to fill you in on the details. And while I made fun of her for it in the moment, in retrospect, it's perfectly timed with this edit. So thanks, Steph. And with that, here's some Sentinel Comics. So while you are there on that lava kind of flow thing, Flame Jane notices you doing something heroic-ish and you draw her attention. So next time she acts, she is going to be coming towards you. All right. Last person to go in this one is going to be, uh, is Monomer. Hi there. So uh, yeah, Mona, what's up? So I see or sense that there is a volcano that is going to erupt. (laughs) The people in the subway station, eventually it's going to erupt. I I absolutely hope that you do not say that to Winter because... (laughs) No, no, I'm not saying any of this. I'm filling in our our listeners uh, on... on, This is in the comic book. I think we know about the volcano. Okay. In in the comic book, this is just a, a, a panel that shows what Mona is thinking. All right. There's the underlying danger of the volcano. There's Flame Jane, who has turned her attention to Timekeeper after announcing that this was her domain, and we don't know whether Flame Jane has caused the volcano or is taking advantage of it. There's five lava worms that have dug in around the aviary, which contains people as well as birds, and that's where we are. What do I know, if anything, about lava worms? For example, like, have I fought these before? Do I know anything about them? If I were to cut them in half, would they die or just turn into 10 lava worms? Do I have any idea? I would say that you do not. They are very ancient. They're ancient. And are they close enough together that I could attack them as a unit or would I have to deal with them one by one? That depends if you have any abilities about attacking multiple targets. Oh, I do, but I can only attack two targets, not five. Okay, well, you could certainly get some of them. So the lava worms, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to deal with the lava worms. Uh, I'm going to use the comms to ask Winter if we know anything about ancient lava worms while leaping towards them and using my dual offense ability to go after two out of those five. And that is tied to my heat ability. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make any sense to try to heat them up some more, but 
Instead, I'm going to use my heat ability to try to drain their heat and put them into a sluggish state since heat and colds are the same dye and the same, it's all based on the Miller compound. Can I do that? Yeah, okay. Okay. So I think Winner says, um, oh, they haven't been seen in a, in a long time, but the note I have here is if you're going to take one out, make sure you succeed because they tend to get a little spitty. Spitty. Okay. <laughs> so thanks. I hate it. I say back on the comms while using my temperature control abilities to try to drain the heat from the lava worms and put them into a deep, deep sleep. That is a D10 for my heat ability mm -hmm. and another D10 for my alertness because I know where to hit them. And I guess we're in, we're in yellow. We're in the yellow. Okay. But that's still a status D6 for me because my status die is still D6. So... The min hits one of them, and the mid hits another, I guess. Okay. Okay. Oh. So uh, we've got the mid die here as a four, and the min die here is a two. The way that these minions work is that they are d6s. And so I'm going to roll for each of these two. And if I roll, hang on, let me figure out how ties work here. If you get a tie, the gun goes clattering 2d6 meters away. <laughs> <laughs> and then we spend the next hour of the podcast in a tank of water. Call back. Love it. <laughs> that was an in-joke for our faithful repeat listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's that needs an editor's note and a caption at the bottom. See, team up moves. Who's this Ed guy and why is he writing in all my comics? <laughs> you know, it's Ed Brubaker. Yeah. <laughs> the one true Ed. There used to be an indie rock figure called Ed from Ohio. He was the singer in the band Firehose. All right. Minions win ties. Minions win ties. Oh, no. Minions win ties. So the mid die was, what, a four? The mid die is a four. All right. Someone rolled a six. So what happens here is that it's going to sort of spit back at you, and you are going to get a hindering on, on yourself here of minus two mm -hmm. because of lava clinging to you. So we'll note that down. So what it spits is lava. Yeah. Okay. Ow. Better you than us, I think. Hardening into rock. That's correct. But it succeeded on the save, but it still does go down one die size. So if it had failed the save, it would have just gone completely. Mm -hmm. But it does go down, so it's now a D4. Mm -hmm. Now the other one is against a 2. Yeah. Okay, that succeeded as well. And so that's actually going to, we're going to add uh, to make that lava cling to you a, a minus three. Have I just taken any elemental damage? Uh, no, you are just hindered from hardening rock on your body there. I hate it. Yeah. I don't love it. All right, but two of the lava worms are now, uh, now D4s. And Monomer, you get full choice of who goes next. I think it's time to save some birds. So I am going to pick Weird Sister. All right. I will kind of note here that, like, pacing-wise, things are going to keep getting worse as long as there is still a volcano. So you can sort of mop up around the things that are happening, but you may want to have at least some eyes on the prize of, of stopping the entire, you know, situation itself. Birds first, then volcano. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I'm hoping I can do the birds very quickly and, the, and, you, and, you know, the person. Okay, so the minion does get to go first here. Yeah, Laughing Jack, the world's most disconcerting dog. Um, <laughs> how are the birds locked up? You know, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say it's, it's one of the, one of the big, like big netty kind of enclosure mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like they're not in like individual cages. Like it's a, you know, a double doors you go in and there's like birds all around you kind of things. All right. So a sufficiently motivated dog with human face could get the doors open. 
Um, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I'm sure you considered that possibility, Fiona, before you sat down and as you designed this enclosure. <laughs> we do, though, have the have the lava around the aviary, so it is going to be a negative four on this D8. Oh, I don't know if I want to send this dog right into a pit of lava. That sounds like something that could get me in trouble. You could investigate the volcano. But I'm already here. <laughs> I don't know how much the dog is going to help me with. The dog's got to do something this turn. How about the people? Are they all like scattered around or? Uh, I would say that they are They are likewise in the aviary. Trapped by the pit of lava. Yeah, there is kind of this pit of lava. Um. Okay. I mean, you're all well enough. We could get the into a succeeds with a major twist situation. So like, it's not unheard of of something good happening. I think, okay, here's what's going to happen. Since the dog has to go first, I'm going to have the dog leap over and try to open the aviary. And then on my turn, I will try to handle this lava situation. Okay. So that's just a D8. Yeah, and then you're going to subtract four from it. And then I'm going to subtract four from it. I'm sorry, this seems like a fool's errand for poor Laughing Jack. Though, mechanically, this is going to use up that that hinder. So oh, um, okay. at least it will remove the, the minus four from future uh, situations. So what we're saying is we're using Laughing Jack as, as a canine shield here. Canine shield. That feels mm-hmm. debatable in, in morals, but... This would, be, this would be worse for my image if people didn't hate Laughing Jack. <laughs> he is a fairly disconcerting dog, as dogs go. So I got a six. Okay, and just remember, listeners, Laughing Jack can come back. <laughs> it's a magical construct identifiable over the course of hundreds of years of history. Okay. All right, I got a six minus four. That's a two. Yeah, so you get to choose if this fails or succeeds with a major twist. <laughs> I'm going to say it succeeds. Okay, so here, here is your, your major twist. Laughing Jack does cross and does get the doors open. And so birds start flying out. So I think we do get like a like a one one check on the birds. Yeah. Not all the birds realize that they're kind of in danger. But here's the major twist. None of these people are going to have anything to do with you, weird sister. You have <laughs> scared the living crap out of the people in the aviary. <laughs> if the choice is between lava and the human-faced coyote dog thing... <laughs> They're choosing lava. No. (laughs) Well, I've got a plan for this on my turn. Okay. I anticipated that this might be an issue. I'm going to give them no choice. I'm going to use animal control and magical lore to sing in the language of birds to direct them out of the aviary. My, I'm imagining this as a storm of birds basically herding people along, forcing them to run in the direction that the birds are chasing them. So this is just full-on Alfred Hitchcock right now. Alfred Hitchcock. I have no idea who that is. Ursula's never heard of Alfred Hitchcock in her life. Fair enough. This is this is a Scottish original. Wasn't he Scottish? He was he? He may have been. He definitely wasn't Scottish in 1550. So to the Google machine. All right. <laughs> Ursula used to do this to the peasants who bothered her in her hut. So that's how <laughs> she knows it works. So that would be animal control, magical lore, and then D8. What is the um is this an overcome? Yeah, I think so. Like, do you have any ability on your overcome stuff? Neither of my principles make much sense for this. I've got a lot of attacks, unfortunately. What are your two principles? Uh, the time traveler and the future. I mean, you know this works on peasants. Yeah, <laughs> using knowledge from my past. <laughs> use the max die. Yeah, I've done this trick before. This is old hat for most witches. <laughs> I love this. Me too. All right, max die. Let's see. All right, so it's a 10, a 10, and an 8. Uh, and I got a nine, so. Okay, the action completely succeeds. Yes. Is this our first complete success 
this issue? I think it might be. <laughs> All I had to do was throw a dog into some lava to make this happen. A magic dog. Magical construct. <laughs> a complete success, but at what cost? This is still just a a complete... This completely succeeds, but it is just kind of a, a one one check mark here. So you could choose to rescue the people or rescue birds. If you want to, and this is this is allowed, if you want to take a minor twist to intensify things, we can check off two boxes. I think tactically it would make more sense to check off one, but I think Ursula is a stickler for the birds, so I'm going to have to take that twist. Okay, so you have rescued people. You have rescued almost all of the birds. Honestly, the birds that are left kind of get what's coming to them. Okay, there's that. <laughs> for our minor twist, I think that by focusing on the birds and the people, I think that Laughing Jack is not going to act next turn. I think Laughing Jack is upset at you. You know, that's fair. I, I deserve that. All right. <laughs> okay, so Weird Sister, who is going next? We have Flame Jane, we have the environment, Monomer, Timekeeper. Let's have Timekeeper uh, go next. Okay. All right. Well, Timekeeper is currently on an island unto himself in the middle of lava, trying to figure out how to send a volcano back in time. So things are going well. Also, I think Flame Jane is about to be on the attack as far as Holm has, has drawn her attention. So I think... I might just try and use momentary power to boost myself. It'd be somehow using the eye to give myself some some otherworldly information that will give me an advantage um, in the turns to come. Okay. And hopefully it would also allow me to hinder a nearby opponent, namely Flame Jane, uh, with my Bindai as she approaches. All right. Yeah. So roll this up and let's let's walk through it. Okay. Okay. I continue to roll terribly. My max die is a four. Mm. That's my boost. Oh my goodness. And my hinder with my min die is unfortunately but a two. All right. So you get a plus two boost and there is a minus one hinder on Flame Jane. So it's not not terrible. Okay. I'm just imagining Holm standing on this island of this lava flow, very much recreating the meme of the dog in the house on fire. Mm. Just like... This is fine. <laughs> Just trying to collect himself before the onslaught. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who's going next? I think it's only fair if we then let Flame Jane take a, a bite at the apple. So she is a D10, but does have a minus one on this. She's just she's just coming in to to just attack you, just hitting you with 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 flame jets, and because you are uh, you are trying to stop her from taking her rightful command. Okay, so she got a five due to uh, your agility sort of hinder kind of thing happening. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take four damage okay. off of Flame Jane. And she says, get out of here, heroes. Go back to no sad nerd. <laughs> <laughs> the sickest burn. Harsh. Let's kick this one over to the environment. And I get to check off another yellow box. Mm. And we've got two D4 lava worms and... 3d6 lava worms. Those d4 ones, those are near you, Monomer. Mm. They're sort of now kind of in a self-defense mode, and so they are just going to be trying to spit out. Mm. Uh, so take a combined five damage from that. Okay. Ooh, you know what? Yeah. Is that elemental? It's elemental damage, right? Yeah, so this is like fire damage. Okay, so uh, that becomes a boost for me as a reaction. Oh, sweet. So what what does that mean mechanically? How do I do that? Yeah, so what is what does this say? Energy converter is the ability 
Uh, it is a yellow zone ability, and I can turn elemental or energy damage into a boost for myself using my temperature powers. Okay, so I think that we'll, this is a five damage, so we'll go on the chart. That makes it a plus two boost. So you'll get that uh, a one-time use on your next roll where it's applicable to sort of get that energy charge. Okay. Cool. So the three other lava worms. Yes. There is going to be another uh, minus four hinder. And this is this is going to be around Horatio and kind of in that sort of lava area. You know, they sort of attracted to the excitement of the fight with Flame Jane. So getting off of that lava pad Anything where you need to leave it is going to be a minus four. Understood. And so, Monomer, you're the last person on this uh, on this round. I am. Actually, who would you think you would toss it to? Just uh, we've been forgetting to do that. But oh, uh, before I take action, I am going to want to toss it back to Timekeeper when I'm done. Okay. Anything that I do on this round, I have a minus five and a plus two, right? Because I've energized, but I'm surrounded by rock that hasn't fallen off me yet, right? It's is a minus three and a plus two. Okay. If I ignore the worms around me and concentrate on like investigating the volcano, mm -hmm. am I imperiling civilians or am I just taking a risk for myself? Uh, that'd be a risk for yourself right now. I think I think for the most part, a lot of the people have have cleared out. Okay. So I want to figure out, I want to get to the the device or person who's causing the volcano, because I don't think it's Flame Jane. I don't think that she has geological scale time manipulation powers. I think she just saw some hot stuff on the news and decided to come take advantage. So I want to get closer to the source of the, the eruption, closer to the emerging crater, so that I can investigate. I think... That means I leap towards it while using the sensors in my suit and use my science quality to figure this out. And I'm going to try to do an overcome that's an investigation again. And um, again, if I can be seen to figure this out, it makes my company look great. So I want to use the principle of business again. There, I think there a lot of people have left. Okay. Is no one streaming this? No one's looking. I I don't I don't think so. And okay. I'm I'm mostly that's fine. I, I I feel like I guess I don't want to see principle of business on every role is kind of my feeling. So that's, it, that's, it feels like it has to be like a yeah when there's legitimately exposure. And the only the only people who have failed to solve the volcano problem are my age or older. So no, I, I mean Horatio, right? Oh, Horatio. I, Horatio is is how old is Horatio? Is very confusing, but he definitely looks younger than me. Yes, Horatio is. In his mid-twenties and probably acts younger than that. <laughs> okay. I am older and much more experienced with modern science than you, so I can use the principle of the mentor to investigate the volcano. Okay, I buy it. Okay, I am moving towards the center of the volcano, which means I'd like to move away from the lava worms. We'll see if they let that happen. And I'm going to try to figure out what's doing this. Okay, roll it up. That's a D10 and a D8 and a D6, and I get to use my max die. Mm-hmm. Science, science, science. I got three fives. Okay, and you have a net minus one on this, so it brings down to a four. So that is the action succeeds, but with a minor twist. Okay. Do you get to pick the twist? I do. Okay. I am in suspense trying to figure out, waiting, waiting to see what I learn about what is doing this to our beloved city park, because I used 
my experience as a science girl to find out. All right, let's do this. Uh-huh. So you're kind of close enough and you're now able to get the the spatial dimension that was missing from some of what Horatio was able to do. Mm-hmm. You're now able to key in on. And it feels like there are some sort of chrono waves mm-hmm. kind of directed towards the area where the volcano is that are coming from high up in a office building, sort of on the other side of the street from the park. And so you're you're kind of able to see like, okay, there's there is something over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put the minor twist is sort of from from looking, you can now also see that another kind of lava flow has surrounded a taxi cab of people and they are stuck. So we're we're gonna put another rescue in here of the taxi cab. Okay. Can we get a panel that's a view from inside my helmet where I'm seeing the kinetic and electromagnetic landscape that points me to the building? Just what it looks like from the helmet? Yeah, sure. Am I supposed to fill that in or are you just No, that's like... just what the readers of this comic book see. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Building. It's over there. So, okay. You have most of the way through finding out what's bringing it forward. And so we get rid of these temporary boosts. And I believe you said you were kicking it to Monomer. I am Monomer. I'm kicking it to Horatio. Excuse me. It's a timekeeper. Okay. Things are becoming increasingly dire for home. You've been stuck on a lava island for the last, like, three rounds. You know, sometimes you wake up and you choose to be stuck on a lava flow. It's just how your day goes. (laughs) Um, I think he's going to try and uh, take a a page out of Monomer's book and try and wrap up this business of figuring out what's bringing forward this volcano. I think he's going to attempt to do so by trying to basically look within the volcano for this this device this box that he saw in his future vision just try and use remote viewing to see where that thing is currently in our in our current time stream okay great i'm gonna call this remote viewing for sure okay and then as far as qualities are concerned i'm torn between otherworldly mythos and damn it home um, cause this does feel like pretty reckless to just stand on a lava flow and continue trying to gather information. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you have a preference there. Flame Jane is also right there. So I think that that, this fits. Okay. Let's go with Sam at home <laughs> and we are in the yellow. Okay. Oh, please. Something higher than a four. Now you get a plus two on this from that boost that you did. Good. Uh, and since you're not actually trying to leave the pad, uh, that minus four from all of the magma lava worms is not uh, affecting you. Yeah. Does Does Winter have any opinions about home making no attempt to leave the pad or get out of the pad? Of <laughs> Damn it, home. <laughs> Again, it's audio only, so she does not know the precision of what you're up to. Oh, uh, what she doesn't know can't hurt her, right? <laughs> Okay, cool. So if I'm using a mid-roll, that's an, that's an eight. Okay, the action completely succeeds then. Yeah. Woo. So you, you do do that, that future vision. And so building off of what, uh, what Monomer was able to tell you, it's like it's over there, you're able to use that to tell exactly that it is on the 23rd floor. Okay. And you know, you know, you can kind of see the office that it is, the empty office that it is in. And that's, yeah, like, like that is the thing. Thing is there. All the information is in place to possibly stop it. Okay, sounds good. All right, who are you going to? Uh, again, I feel like it's time to kick it to Flame Jane because 
just standing there while Flame Chain approaches feels like mm-hmm. the next thing that's going to happen is a consequence of that choice. <laughs> okay, I think she's not even going with with the flames on this one. She is just going to sucker punch you. Okay. And so that's her D10. So take two points of damage. She is not very strong physically. Okay. I think uh, Holm is definitely going to make a quip about that. That's probably not going to endear him to her any more than he already is. Let's go to Weird Sister and uh, and Laughing Jack. So again, Laughing Jack, not listening right now. <laughs> That's fine. Do I know about the location of this anomaly now? I think unless anyone wants to keep it secret, I think that, you know, comms will come through for you on this. All right. I have just the way to get there, which is by becoming becoming a raven. Excellent. The question is, how do I get in the window without doing the classic bird splat? I can handle that for you when it's my turn. If I'm going to be waiting for Monomer to like bust the window open for me, I think I'm going to do something else with my turn then. I'm still going to become birds. Okay. But I'm going to I'm going to hinder Flame Jane by becoming a flock of birds. That's good. So I take a basic action using shapeshifting, then I switch to my bird form. So animal control, or shapeshifting rather, animal control would work too. Shapeshifting, magical lore, uh, and then D8. Yeah, we are in the yellow. So that is 10, 10, 8. And I use my regular die, which is a three. Oh. It's still minus one. Minus one. Birds. The gist of it is I have uh, put myself in position now to, if the window gets broken open, I can easily flock inside and take a look at this anomaly. Sweet. All right. So who is going next then? Let's give it to Monomer. I'm worried that if I give it to the environment, you're going to get some horrible penalty on you that'll keep you from doing anything. All right, Monomer, you're up. Okay. Weird sister, have you, Ursula, have you asked me to uh, open a window for you? Yes. On the, I guess before I went bird mode, I said, can you get the window open? <laughs> now all you hear in the comms is a bunch of screeching. <laughs> on it. <laughs> on it. Okay. Dang it, Ursula. I told you to go to mute before you turn into birds. Mute before birds. Mute before birds. Yeah, I don't really know the, the logistics of the earpiece still working when I turn into animal forms, but it does. I love it. It's, it's magic. It's magic. Okay, I am going to put one hand on the wrist of the other hand and point towards the, like, just point with all my fingers towards the 23rd story of this office building. And I am going to literally open that window. And I'm going to do that using my metals power because I can project electromagnetic field distortion as a side effect of my temperature control. Mm -hmm. I am going to use my alertness to the shape of that building. And I'm in yellow. And I don't think I can boost myself using onboard upgrade, uh, because that's an action, unless I want to wait another turn. Do you have anything other than alertness? Oh, yeah. You know, that office building is not... I build it better doesn't work, but I have science and I have persuasion. Those are my qualities. I can use science. Feels like maybe more of a science more than alertness. Okay, that's fine. I I understand what what the architectural materials are, and I know where to bend that metal. And if this is a complete success, the pane of glass that I'm trying to remove from the window will fall inwards into the office as I literally open up the metal frame that's holding the window using my metal's power. Okay. So that is 2d6 and a d8. And... Uh, this is just a basic overcome? It is. And I wish it were not because my max die is a six, Uh-oh. but my mid die is a three. Ooh. Action fails or succeeds with a major twist. Your choice. Let's get a major twist. 
I've opened the window for Ursula as a flock of birds to get in there, but there is a major twist. Yeah, so uh, that taxi cab. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm putting a timer on that one. Okay. And let me tell you, they can see exactly who was messing around with panes of glass rather than saving their life. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hard. Yeah. That's, that's hashtag bad for the brand. Yeah, we're having a hard PR day today. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, this is no doubt. So who's up next? You, have, you can choose either the taxi cab timer or the environment. The environment. Okay. It's doing the environment. One more check in the yellow. What are these lava worms doing? Let's do it like this. Uh, some of those lava worms, they're circling around Flame Jane. And they're going to give her a boost to her attacks because, again, they're causing a lot of heat and she can control a lot of fire. So that is a plus two to her attacks with fire off of them. So noting that down. Oof. And let's see. I get to take a, a twist here. What haven't we done? Where are you right now, Monomer? I, You're like on the ground, right? I move towards the source of the eruption. I'm standing, the, the thing in scene that I'm closest to that's sort of on panel with me is the smoking crater from which smoke and ash are rising. All right, you're focused on the window, number one, taxi cab, number, we'll be generous and say two. So this plume of, of fire and rocks, actually, it's mostly rocks. I think this is gonna be like a physical thing. Ooh. Yeah, mm. you don't kind of notice that so good. So uh, why don't you take six damage off of that? Is that physical damage from falling rocks? Yeah, it's physical damage, yeah, getting hit by rocks. So I am armored, so I reduce physical damage by two when I'm in yellow. Awesome. All right. So shrug off them rocks. Okay. So that's four damage. I now have 21 health. The last to go is the timer on the taxi cab. So that's an X. Uh, one more. And that taxi cab of people is going to be burned by lava. But I think we're getting close to things here. Um, after the timer goes, I will say I'm going to go back to the environment. Yep. And we are now in the red. Mm. Things have intensified. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That like rock shot was just the precursor to just just like a, a like just like a boom coming out of this volcano. And flaming rocks are now just raining down around you. Oh no. And so everyone's gonna take some damage off of this one, including Jane, actually. Now, Fiona, is it possible to use a reaction in this moment that has to do with another hero taking damage? Absolutely. If you want to use a reaction, sure. Okay. Uh, I do have a, a magical shield as a reaction when another hero in the yellow or red zone would take damage. You may defend them by rolling your single banter die. Okay. That sounds great. So there's, uh, I mean, I think that... By rolling your banter um, die. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm joking over the comms and being yeah. like... I don't know where y'all are, but uh, it's getting a little hot out here. All right. Well, everyone's going to take two damage. But if you want to use your reaction there to say probably maybe Ursula is right next to you. Yeah. So yeah, roll a defend. Okay. Uh, it's only a three. Less than impressive. Well, but again, only two damage being taken. So actually, I believe that you just, you, you, uh, you zeroed out. Huzzah. I successfully used a reaction. All right. You'll get that back at the beginning of your next turn. Meanwhile, you do take two damage, mm -hmm. and Jane needs to save against two damage. She succeeds, so her die stays the same. The lava worms are immune to fiery rocks. Classic. And I don't take two damage because I still have armor on, and my physical damage is zeroed out. 
Yeah. Okay. I think let's then go to Weird Sister. Laughing Jack is recovering uh, on this. He's willing to do some of your bidding, so you do get to roll for him first. Do you think he could pull the doors off that? That okay? So is the the taxi cab is surrounded by lava? Yeah. Okay. I don't think there'll be much help there. Can Laughing Jack get the rest of the birds out just by barking at them angrily? I'm sure. Yeah. That's 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 like the only task he's really equipped to handle in this situation. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, overcome from Laughing Jack. Uh, an unfortunate side effect of Laughing Jack is that his barks sound like a human saying the word bark really loudly, like a, a human making <laughs> oh, an impression God. of a dog barking. I it's love it. even worse uh, than you think. I don't like it. <laughs> Actually, I realize, we, uh, uh, sorry, Jack needs to do a save against the falling rock damage, by the way. So roll the D8. All right, he got a two. Okay, no, so he's good. He he he, okay. he does not go down a die size. All right, and now he is going to attempt to scare these birds out of their cage. Great, great. Cyril is die. That's a seven. Okay. So <laughs> the action succeeds, but with a minor twist. I don't even know at this point. Uh, let's see. So is Laughing Jack maybe distracted by the birds? Like once they're out, he can't chasing quite them. <laughs> not chase them. I think he let's do this. He chases them a little bit. Let's let's roll a save against let's do it against four damage. So I think that he is distracted by the birds and therefore can get damaged by the environment as he's chasing them out. Blunders straight into a pool of lava. Yeah, so why don't you roll uh, roll a, a save against four damage? Yeah, that's a one. Okay, so he got, now goes down to a d6. Okay. Great. Uh, but we have saved all of the birds. The aviary has yes. been... Yes. I guess, I mean, the birds have been saved. The aviary itself is out of birds. This is a completionist <laughs> run of this yeah. volcano scenario. <laughs> okay, Weird Sister, now you get to go. I'm going to fly in and check out this temporal anomaly. What am I? What do I see when I enter there? Yeah, so you see this kind of half-technological, half-kind of arcane, lensy sort of device that has a note stuck to the top of it. But like kind of getting closer, you can feel, you know, you are one with being out of time. There seems to be like a protective time bubble around this thing. So like if you were to try to just like walk towards it, it would take you days. Mm -hmm. And so the get to it part of this challenge is dealing with the fact that this device is kind of generating a protective time bubble shield around itself. Hmm. I feel like Principle of the Time Traveler will do me some good here. Okay. We're also in the red, if that unlocks any abilities for y'all. Mm. I, I do have a prophecy I can give in the red. <laughs> just, just have one, sure. But the prophecy is specifically of, of something bad happening to someone. You know, not born of a woman sort of deal. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it'll work on a machine as well. Let me see. I think I'm going to rely on the Principle of the Time Traveler. Okay. In an attempt to magically break down this uh this this temporal barrier to allow allow us access to it so we can read the sticky note that presumably timekeeper put here mm -hmm. <laughs> what power is fitting for this this there wasn't really like a time power do you have any sort of magic i got lots of magic i've got animal control shape shifting and weather but there um this might just be then a d4 yeah i think it's a d4 fortunately i use my max roll i would use magical lore for d10 and then D8 for, for the scene. Okay. So four, eight, and 10, max roll. And my max is a nine on the D10. Nice. The action completely succeeds. Why don't we get the panel of you dispelling this time shield? Is this, this is like a, I'm imagining this is like that terrible office carpet. 
um, <laughs> yep. really tightly yep. woven. And I just sort of stick my walking stick in the ground and draw a circle around the machine. That's so good. Chanting. And when I connect the circle... You have to push an office chair out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> just smacking them out of the way. And then as I complete and like uh, connect the circle by dragging my cane along the ground, there's a, a flash of blue light. And you see maybe from outside the building as it illuminates the windows. Uh, and then the bubble is gone. Okay. Love it. So you can absolutely get to this thing. It's probably about like suitcase or small carry-on size. Mm -hmm. It it appears to be active. And again, this combination of some technological and some arcane, you realize it should be stopped. Maybe destruction is the right way, maybe not, but um, you could also bring it to to someone else or how we have it. There is one more overcome that needs to be done to disable the device, uh, but you do have physical access to it now. All right. Next up, let's have Monomer go. Yes. Okay. So... There's this taxi cab, and they're going <laughs> to hate me. I didn't want to say anything, but I was thinking that the taxi cab might be a priority. <laughs> I think the taxi cab has become a priority. So the taxi cab is threatened by what exactly? Is the problem that lava is on it, or that it's being pelted by flaming rocks, or that it's on fire? What what endangers the taxi cab specifically? I would say the, 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 the sort of the asphalt that it is on is sort of crumbling away. It's being eaten away by the, the lava heating it up and it's sort of pooling under. And so eventually there will be no more asphalt and then it will just sink into the lava. So that is a problem of the asphalt crumbling and melting under the heat. Yes, correct. If I were to say, make the asphalt extremely cold, then the people in the cab would have plenty of time to get away. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, let's do that. My temperature control range is not, you know, unlimited, like I can't freeze something in Queens from the Bronx, but I can definitely get what must be a couple of yards. How far away is this taxi cab? Close enough. Okay. I'm going to hit that with some temperature control. All right. And I'm trying to find a way to use my quality of build it better because I would like to be able to redesign city streets so that they stand up under superhero fights better and, you know, have you know fewer potholes or better to deal with extremes of heat and cold. Sure, I buy it. Okay. Regionist Reigns know-how can improve your city streets and save you all. That is a D10 for my cold power, a D8 for my principle of build it better, and um, a D8 because we're in the red. We're in the red. Yes. And I already used that boost from taking elemental damage earlier, right? I didn't have a boost anymore on there. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. you don't have that anymore. Okay, that's fine. That's just straight. None of my red, neither of my red abilities helps um, because... Okay. Oh, you know what? I can take an extra basic action using a mid-die on the same roll if I'm in the red, if that extra basic action uses persuasion. So I'm going to try to persuade someone to do something, but what it is depends on whether I succeed in stabilizing the city street. Is that allowable? Uh, okay. Sure. Okay. So we got an eight, a six, and a five. So that's a six. So the action succeeds, but with a minor twist. I'm I'm willing to say that if you want to use that persuade, mm-hmm. so the, the minor twist to me feels feels in the in the realm of like you know you don't save all of the cab kind of thing. Like it doesn't look great, mm-hmm. but <laughs> if you want to sort of use that persuade to save face. Like, hey, this part wasn't my fault. This part was the lava, like, with these people. I think that, uh, does that fit for you? Yeah. I'm going to sort of shout to them using the microphone in my suit because I've, you know, got some voice amplification there for product demos. We've got you. You're safe. 
we're dealing with the lava. Go head up 60th Street. Directing them in the safe direction. Our opinion of your company has shifted from dislike to indifference. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shout. Thank you. That's the best we could hope for under the circumstances. We hope you'll check our Instagram. (laughs) I was not the chief communications on this. I was the CTO when this was a going company. So I don't understand how to do our own publicity, even though I want to. Mm -hmm. So it's just this this cluster of words and the lettering in this panel has the words all really close together. (laughs) It's just you're just sort of repeating phrases, you know, you've seen in ad copy before. But like exactly. That's right. And the word bubble is right above the like fleeing civilians. So they're clearly not listening. But (laughs) all right. But this taxi cab is dang rescued, folks. Yes. Monomer, you get to uh, hand it off to someone. So Weird Sister has already gone uh she's already already up there as a flock of birds so i can't hand it off to her uh there's i think i'm gonna give it to flame jane okay so flame jane is still reeling from the birds Mm -hmm. alfred hitchcock was not scottish by the way Uh. okay (laughs) she is boosted by the fireworms and stuff i i think she's she's just gonna continue to like threaten and attack uh, attack you, timekeeper. Like, she has been trying to get you to leave, and you are just, like, ignoring her <laughs> and doing stuff, fiddling with your sunglasses. And yep. I think she's like, stop it with those stupid sunglasses. Get out of stupid... Get. So, yeah, she's going to roll her d10. And there's a total of plus one on this attack. All right, you take three damage. Okay. Girl's not rolling well. Uh, we will kick it to timekeeper. All right. So I have a mechanics question, which is... Sure thing. When I have an ability that has the eye type, what what does that mean again? So that just means it's always, always active. It's always active. Intrinsic, I believe. Okay, so this is where we get into the specifics of this minus four to leave the pad penalty against home. Because one of the things that home, well, several of the things that home can do is turn penalties into bonuses under specific circumstances. Okay. So a swing of minus four to plus four feels like it could be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, But I'm trying to find a narrative way to justify this. So uh, one of the ways in which uh, he can turn a penalty into a bonus is to use uh, punishment, which is that I always active uh, move in the green zone, which states that whenever home attacks an enemy that has inflicted a penalty on him, he can treat that penalty as if it were a bonus for the purpose of that attack. That being said, I'm not sure that this penalty is coming from Flame Jane. It's maybe coming from the environment instead, and he's definitely not going to... Yeah, it's coming from the worms. Yeah, yeah. not, not going to be, be attacking uh, there. I think he's focusing on Flame Jane right now. So at that point, I think instead we're looking at Impossible Knowledge, which is a red zone ability that is an action that says at the start of your turn, you can change any penalty into a bonus. And I think he might go ahead and do that. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So if there is something about the heat, uh, something about the way it might refract electromagnetism or temporality or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that we can try to turn this minus four into, into something for you. What, what do you want to do? Well, put it this way, and this is actually a phrase that I wrote down earlier when Flame Jane was introduced. She was introduced as reasonably fireproof, which is to say that there's probably a certain level of not fireproof that still exists. 
for Flame Jane. This is true. And I'm kind of wondering if Holm, being the reckless scamp that he is, might be trying to tackle Flame Jane into the ever-increasing arena of lava around both of them, at the very least trying to put her off her game, and is, is maybe seeing the lava around him as more of an opportunity rather than a hindrance in this moment. I think that works. And again, you know, her own physicality is, again, reasonably or mostly fireproof. She also has a big tank of accelerant on her back. <gasps> and let me tell you, that probably shouldn't get too hot yeah. just in general. So I'm absolutely here for you switching this plus minus four to a plus four if you want to attack her. I think as Holm uh, does this, he's going to uh, hail Winter on the comms and just, just ask, for no reason, uh, what is the average jump length of, like, your average human? Uh, jeez, I don't know. Two meters, maybe? Meter and a half? I think he's just gonna he's just gonna suck in a breath and be like, this is definitely longer than that. Oh, well. <laughs> and then just try and go for it. Damn it, home. All right. Yeah, this feels like it has strong damn it, home energy. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. So this is an attack against Jane? This is an attack against Jane, Flame Jane. Uh, so we're probably using signature weaponry at the very least. Damn it home for our quality and then a D8 because we are, of course, in the red zone. Let's see how this fool's gambit goes. In the red zone. The, the red, red zone. zone. Okay, my mid die is a five. Okay, and then you're, you're adding the four? As a plus four to make that a nine. So she rolls a save against... Nine damage. Mm. She only rolled a four. Ooh. So Oof. I think, yeah, you you your signature weaponry is is bows and stuff, right? That's true. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe you're firing like and she's rolling out of the way more and more quickly, but ends up rolling herself off. And we get kind of some explosion a little bit off of the propellant. She takes some damage. She sort of spins off on the other side. And she's just like glaring at you from across the lava flow. And I would probably say that the some of the momentum of that has pushed your kind of rock flotation here maybe closer so that, again, the, the minus four penalty has been used up. Uh, you can leave the pad without major incident now. And she's down to a D8. Yes. Love it. And that, I believe, is everyone. So, Timekeeper, you get to pick whoever goes next. And uh, we're getting close to, to ending this scene, I think. Weird, sister. You're, are, you, are you probably in the best position to, uh, to, to clinch this for us and, uh, and, and undo the bringing forward of this volcano? Maybe. I'm certainly there with the machine. Whether I know what to do with it or not remains to be seen. Hey, was that a couplet? That was a couplet. It, I, it, it was by accident, but it was very in character of me, wasn't it? Well, let's see if it remains because it's your turn. You get a poetry bonus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. There you go. Laughing Jack gets to go first. <laughs> <laughs> so the lava's cleared up, though, around Flame Jane. Yeah. I think, it's, I think he's going to take a very human-sized bite out of her arm. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Roll, roll his D6. <laughs> That's so horrifying on so many levels. Yeah, it's more it's more of a psychic attack than a physical one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. That makes it worse. It's like yeah. a bad dream that she's having. Yeah, that's a two. All right, so she rolls a save. She only got a one. <laughs> there was no defense against Laughing Jack. <laughs> yeah, she just starts screaming. Like, like he only got maybe some of her clothes, some of her suit. It's just like, get the hell away from me. Like, she just bolts. I think that the... The tide has turned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um... No kingdom is worth this, I think. 
Uh. And so she uh, she's out of here. Flim Jane Bales. Uh, but now you get to go, Weird Sister. All right, so I'm looking at this, this briefcase. It's half machine, half arcane. Yeah. All bad news. I, I like, my only instinct here is just because Ursula looks at this and is like, uh-oh. She only understands about half of what this thing is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Her instinct is just to smash it super hard. But I am worried that it's going to cause the volcano to become more volcano-y, not less. I, but I, I do also kind of like the, you know, that that sort of looking at the technological side and like maybe being reminded of Monomer, looking at the arcane side and mm-hmm. maybe kind of being reminded of like Timekeeper's thing. And then just her just like smashing it with her <laughs> staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here, I've, I've got a plan for the best of both worlds. Okay. I'm going to throw this out the window. <laughs> If it survives, it'll be right by Monomer and Timekeeper. If it breaks, I was going to break it anyway. Fair enough. The kind of lateral thinking we need on this team. <laughs> I, I I pick it up, I go to the window, and I scream, parcel for ye, and then I throw it out the window. <laughs> All right, what are your dice for this? Great question. <laughs> what dice do I need to throw a briefcase out a window? It depends on what level of success you're going for. I mean, I feel like you've got, I mean, you have other options. This is a pretty good one, but like... I think this is the most realistic one, which is that I really don't know what to do with this, so... Okay, so orneriness definitely feels like one of the things yeah, that's going to be gumption. happening. Gumption, yeah. yeah. I, this is definitely... I don't imagine that there's a... Can you get some leverage with shape-shifting? Yeah, I can, I can do this with wolf arms. Really get some heft on it. Make sure it lands by them. Yeah. So shapeshifting gumption D8 for the scene. I'm just now picturing Ursula in her like slightly old decrepit form, but with just massively buff werewolf arms. That's, that is that is factual. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a nine, seven and a two. So mid is seven. All right. Action succeeds with a minor twist. Let's see. We're, we're kind of down, down to the end of this here. So honestly, I don't... Uh, I don't even know it's wait, wait no, let's let's look what are your what are your uh what are your some of your principles here? What can we what are some minor twists off those? My minor twists from my principles. What detail of this era did I not previously know about? Mm. Or what unintended ripple did my actions have mm. in the future? Um, I sent this volcano right back where it came from, Pompeii. Oh no. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh no. <laughs> but at what cost? Yeah, uh, my so, bad, Pliny. <laughs> Poor Pliny. I, I honestly, I think what you what you maybe didn't know about the detail about what's happening in this world is just the amount of like internal security cameras in even abandoned office buildings, and so just like all over the news. <laughs> Tomorrow is going to be these images of this horrid old woman coming in as birds, like doing magic and like throwing a thing with wolf arms. And it's like, I think you might end up getting sidelined by the dispatch organization for a little while of like really too much of a PR liability. Really, we're lucky they just didn't get the dog. <laughs> we narrowly avoided that PR disaster. Narrowly avoided a real disaster. Because you know what? The people who were in the aviary refused to speak about what happened. <laughs> they, they, <didn't> say. <laughs> they shall never speak. <laughs> they about how I, I hitchcocks the birds at them. Trauma induced amnesia. Okay, but you do then successfully toss this out the window and it lands without getting destroyed. Uh, so who are you passing the scene to, weird sister? How about Timekeeper takes a peek at this thing? You've got the, the magic sunglasses. Excellent. All right. All right. Timekeeper is going to vault 
over the now very short and manageable distance of lava mm-hmm. that will allow him to approach this item that has just been hucked out a window. And uh, I think we'll try to... Well, okay, the one question that I still have about this item that I don't know that we've specifically addressed is the note that was on the item. Yeah. Is it still on the item after being thrown out a 23rd story window? Yeah, no, I I mean, uh, third act is kind of relying on this note, so. Cool. So maybe this is a point at which, at which Holm would read that note? Yeah, okay. So you look at it and it's got a, a time, a date and time mm. that's three days from now. It's got some pretty precise GPS coordinates and it says, be prepared beyond time. The word time is underlined and it is absolutely in your handwriting. Hmm. Okay. Homer's just going to pick up that note and read it to himself and then very casually just stick it in his pocket. Okay. And then I think he is going to... How much, how much lava is there around here still? Is it all gone? No, there's, there's some, but I think this got thrown into a reasonably lava light area. Cool. Let's fix that. <laughs> I, I think Homer's going to go ahead and pick it up and just kind of look it over and I think decide that the thing that ends most metal objects, or at least partially metal objects, is to be fully submerged in, in, in uh, white hot lava. So mm. all right. uh, he's going to go ahead and try and uh, just give it a good, good chuck into the lava. Yeah, good good duck. <laughs> let's uh let's do an overcome on this one. Okay. I feel like maybe Holm is making a joke about this. Could we use could we use levity here as he, as he tries to dunk this ever so daintily in lava? Uh sure. Okay. All right. I think it's not really preventing demoralization though. So yeah. we're we're pretty we're pretty we have pretty high morale at this point. Things are going our way. Let's let's just call it a regular overcome. Okay. We'll call this agility, some kind of banter. That's how we'll throw in the joke and a D eight for our current situation. So are you banter? I mean I could I could imagine this is like a damn at home thing, but I don't have a banter. Okay. In which case I will I will roll a damn at home. Yeah, I think maybe, like, Holm has just, like, stuck this thing on the end of his bow, which it's not a nice bow. Like, it's been decorated to look, bet- like, more expensive than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of, like, dangling it off the end of his bow, like a, like a fishing rod, and it's just kind of, like, slowly lowering it into the lava, which is just really obviously a bad idea, but he's doing it anyway. Okay. So that means my mid-die is a four. If only you'd look into the future to find out whether or not it's a good idea. See, that's the thing. That's the tragedy with Holm. He could look forward to see the the consequences (laughs) of his actions a lot more than he does, and he just chooses not to. (laughs) All right. That would be the fun in that. Why don't you roll this? Uh, That's a, so my mid is a four. The action succeeds with a minor twist. I'm going to count this as a minor twist. You destroy the device. You stop the part that is bringing active magma from the past. But you don't actually send the volcano or the lava anywhere. So it's still in this time frame. It starts cooling down. It is no longer like the danger is going to subside. But now there is this, just like this volcano in the middle of the Grands, the Grands Meadow. Okay. That's good for tourism. I think Holmes okay with that as long as, and this is what it all hangs on. Yeah. Are the hedgehogs okay? Uh-oh. They are. Okay, cool. All right, all's well. All's well. It's not a major twist. It's not a major twist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that ends this scene. 
And so from here, we're going to go into some, a little bit of montage, kind of between things, have maybe a little social time, a little investigating note time before we get into our final act. Thanks for listening. Come back next week to hear what our heroes do with that note, how they prepare for the strange encounter, and what's going to go down at the witching hour at the Regenestrain offices two days hence. This run, we've been playing Sentinel Comics from Greater Than Games and Critical Hit Studios. You can find more information on their website, greaterthangames.com. Team Up Moves is a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2022. You can visit our website at teamupmoves.com, subscribe to our monthly email mailing list, see our past episodes and games that we've done, and also get some of those sweet, sweet subscribe links that will keep Team Up Moves coming to your podcasting app every week that we put out the show. We're on Twitter as at TeamUpMoves and on Mastodon as at TeamUpMoves at Dice.Camp. Fiona and Stephanie are both of those places as well. Check the show notes for Fiona Wim and Accommodatingly and how to spell all of that. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at SleepyheadRockBand.com. And finally, thanks for everything that you can do to help grow our show by sharing links on social media, posting about us on Discord, Reddit, leaving five-star reviews, or just telling a friend, hey, there's this cool podcast that you should check out. It's pretty cool. Your help is one of the ways that we can grow our show and just, just reach a wider audience. So thanks for that. And thanks for listening. Take care, pals. <laughs>